Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning again. What do you mean again? <laughs> <laughs> no, every week we're here. So I said good morning again. Oh, well. I didn't see you since last week. Well, good morning again. <laughs> and I'm not talking about breakfast, so we're going to move right on. God. Okay, well, we have something more important. There is more pressing business to attend to this morning, Dad. Is there really? Yes. What? This is a very special episode. I do you though? Yes. Do you know? I do. I've heard you, you say it. I've heard you tend to miss other anniversaries. <laughs> well, not this one. No? No. This is our sixth month anniversary, Dad. No, this is our twenty-sixth episode. And do you know how I realized it was the sixth month anniversary? Because twenty-six is half of fifty-two. <laughs> because I get twenty-six paychecks a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, and very cool. So when it's twenty-six, I was like, wait, bi-weekly paychecks 26 that's half a year wow yeah. i know it's an odd correlation but no it's cool payday is a good day you know yeah no it's a milestone and thank you for listening yes yeah, to, so us to for our six listeners who have been here from the beginning thank yes. you for tuning in for six whole months i know and to our newer listeners that You've are just getting started to catch up on <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just gave you homework but we are very excited and hope you guys yeah. have been enjoying Stay with us because we plan to give you another six months at yes. least. It's not ending. We're going on. That's true. Yeah. So this is really good. And this is the second part of a three-part series. Yeah. So last week, if you listened with us, and if you didn't, no big deal, but go back and listen. Last week in episode 25, we talked about simplicity in communications, and we started a series on communication, and this is our second in a three-part <laughs> this is our second in Christina a has difficulty with <laughs> can't speak this is our second in a three-part series so last week we talked about simplicity in communication and we talked about how difficult that is but how important and meaningful it can be right if you nail that one right and, and basically without we're not summarizing but just saying that the premise was know your target and what how your target benefits what your target audience i should say wants from the right. conversation and as we say target audience we didn't mean just in a corporate situation but no. we mean in general whoever you're communicating with is your target in that moment mm -hmm. and figuring out what it is that they are looking for so that you can communicate so they understand right. so just a quick refresher of what we talked about last week what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to take a step further from what mm -hmm. we started with last week. Last week, you know, we talked about developing who your target is that you're speaking to and some tips to more simplistically communicate. In this episode, we're going to take that a step further and talk about three simple ways that you can work to make sure your communications are simple. All right. Avoiding jargon. Jargon is using professional terms or industry words and so on with people who don't know what you're talking about. Making sure that you are clearly expressing what it is you're talking about, i.e. do both parties clearly understand what is being said and how it's being conveyed. 
Clarifying assumptions. Very good. And the third is avoiding preconceived notions or ideas or a preconceived behavior on the other parties, um, what you expect them to perhaps say or do. So this goes to assuming things, right? <laughs> yes. Assuming that somebody else, but, but on a different scale, right? So the mm -hmm. first thing was assumptions of what you think you understand. The other is, or assumptions of the facts. This is more preconceived notions about how somebody else is feeling. Right. Projecting, if you will. Correct. Correct. So let's start with jargon. So jargon. What's your favorite jargon term? <laughs> there is no favorite jargon <laughs> term. There's some good jargon out there. <laughs> no, but for example, jargon, if, if you are not, you know, I'm a techie, right? So if you're not techie and you say, you know, what laptop should I get? You know, and I say things like, it should have six gigabytes of RAM and, you know, a half a terabyte hard drive. And you're like, what the heck are you talking about? Right. That's jar a little bit of jargon, even though it's computer stuff. I may assume, you know, all those things, but you don't. So I should not use those terms and define them appropriately. Another use of jargon, you're in sales. You may be talking about your sales funnel and you, so you won't say sales, you must buy my funnel. You know, lots, lots of leads in the funnel. If I'm not in sales, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know, we, we um, I'm in the credit union industry and we have what are called our, in order to become a member, uh, you have to belong or work for a company that's a select employer group, but we don't say that. We say SEGs, you know, so we, we're SEG based. If you don't know what I'm talking about, right? then, then you don't know what I'm talking about. That's jargon. Mm-hmm. Within the industry, you can use jargon. That's perfectly fine if we all know what we're talking about. But it's not when you're talking to someone outside of that. And what happens is when you use a term that somebody doesn't understand and you continue talking, the natural reaction is for the person to try to figure out what that means. Yep. So now they're no longer hearing anything coming from you at because all. Because now they're like, shit i don't know something i'm supposed to know now i'm gonna rack my brain or start yeah, you're trying to put it together you're trying to you know figure it out but the point is they're just not hearing you so they're, they're not getting your message anymore well and i think another thing dad you said that it's okay within an industry to use jargon and i think that's okay but i've even seen it within an industry or within a company where most people in the company or most people in the industry know and get a term, but not everybody. Well, you're right. And it, it goes back to knowing your target. Do, mm -hmm. who, who are you talking to? Well, can you make a reasonable assumption they understand it or ask them? Or do you just eliminate jargon and try and at least speak clearly and define what you're actually trying to say? Correct. But just think about this. If two programmers are talking, if two salespeople, you know, salespeople are talking, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it no, would, I get what it you're It wouldn't saying. make sense. But, but I'll give an example. Like in my company, I remember, and this is, you know, where I think it's, it's an industry term, right? So at our company, and I think in a lot of companies, we refer to white space mm -hmm. as you know, as you're selling and you may talk to somebody who's a net new customer, that's something else. Mm -hmm. But if we're looking at selling to existing customers and selling them something new, that's a white space sale. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Cool. So 
I would assume if I was talking to you and telling you about what, what I do, I'd be like, you know, our team focuses on net new and we focus on existing white space selling. You probably wouldn't know what I was saying. I wouldn't. And at one point in time, I would have assumptively thought that everybody refers to white space as that. Even in the sales profession and in our industry, when a couple of different companies came together, there were certain sales individuals that didn't know what white space meant. And apparently white space, <laughs> you know, it was like, they were like, oh, well, we call that black space because that's an existing customer. So anyway, maybe it's not a, a very good example. example. No, it's an excellent example. But, you know, white space, we look at, okay, it's everything that you don't do with a customer that you already have. So that's white space. But that was not something that was known across the board, but mm -hmm. it was something that we used so easily that that's it just jargon. seemed like everybody knows what it is. And that's it. That's jargon. So that yeah. is jargon. And sometimes sometimes you are so familiar with jargon that mm -hmm. you don't even re realize that it's jargon. Right. And that's why we bring it up because it is so ingrained in us because you're speaking to your fellow employees and so on who all know what you're talking about. But then when you're not, whoever you're talking to stops at that point and is trying to figure out what that means. And that means that anything that you say after you throw out something that's jargon, they basically, it's like... They didn't get it. They got nothing. Right. Because they completely stopped and shut down after you said something that right. they were like, hold on. So link it back to last week's episode with, you know, we talked about simplifying and having to know your target and you're determining what to leave in and what to leave out. But you left in the gems. It's perfect. You left it in, but you'll use jargon. <laughs> so yeah. gems got lost because your prospect or your person you're trying to impress or your boss, whoever you're talking to, didn't get it. And it would be the assumption that somebody is going to ask every time they don't know what something means mm -hmm. is a wrong one. Correct. Because most of the time people don't ask. Because they know, don't want to feel myself. stupid. I don't want to be stupid. I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering why I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, especially when somebody says something <laughs> that's like, well, of course, you know, you just throw it in there like it's part of you're like, oh, shoot. OK, I guess like, I would have failed the SATs tomorrow. Yeah. Huh? I, don't, I didn't know that word. <laughs> I had no idea. No, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. So that's that's why jargon is so important to avoid and know who to avoid it with. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure like with that white space example, like you merged with another company and you feel that I'm, let's say I was a salesperson from the other company, you feel I should know that? Just ask. Yep. You know, just say, you know, uh, we're very important. We're focusing on white space. Do you follow what I mean? And then clarify they, though, because they may, they may, there's also words that are jargon that are different jargon better to, to different. Define it. Yeah. Just define it. You don't even have to ask. You're yeah, right. What we mean by white space is, is correct. X. Because I think there there are words that they mean something different in different mm -hmm. industries or different companies, right? I taught presentation skills and I would talk about, I'd be well prepared and I'm giving a talk and then my brain, I get a whiteout. I would talk about like white space in my brain. Like I'm looking at the audience <laughs> and I don't know what to say. Nothing is coming in. <laughs> the teleprompter went blank and I don't have a teleprompter. The teleprompter in my brain. Right. You know, and I used to call it. Does that happen more oh, to you now as you're, you know, getting on in the years, or is it pr pretty much about the this, same? This may be the last episode that, that I share with her. <laughs> Six months and we're done. <laughs> we're gonna go to white space we're for episode twenty-seven. 
but uh, you, you can see it's a different, a totally different industry, totally different yeah. expression, totally, you know, whatever. So excellent. So that's jargon. The next one, you were, you phrased it better than I did. What was number two? It's, I have a little bit, you know, less, less, less wear on the tires, <laughs> if you will. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. So the next one is clarify assumptions. Very good. And that one is important because there are sometimes, think about an example where you are communicating with another individual and you're communicating on a topic, but maybe I have a certain assumption about what the facts are Mm -hmm. and you have a different assumption about what the facts are. So developing or clarifying, hey, Joe, we could use the white space example, continue down the line with that. Hey, Joe, we're going to need to make a major effort in our white space expansion. To be clear, (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about the growth within our current business segment for cross-selling into other areas. What do you think we should be doing here? So making sure that, or, you know, assumptions, I don't know if that makes any sense. Maybe you have a better example because you do have more experience, you know? With the, the extra years. Yeah, with the worn tires that I have. <laughs> yeah, wise guy. <laughs> no, a, a good example happened to me recently in explaining a discrepancy in a file. And, and I was talking to somebody else about this file, a, a database file. And I was assuming, I know everyone, we all know what assuming happens, but well, I assume. Well, let's not make assumptions. Right. Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. (laughs) There you go. Um, As they tend to say. That's right. But I assumed that the person was comparing this one set of data to an original file. And when I got the answer from the other person, and that person is telling me about the differences in the file, and I'm responding, how could there be differences in this file versus another file since it should be the same thing like i didn't it's i don't want to go into why but yeah please don't whereas the other person <laughs> please don't the other person was comparing that file to a different database because i had asked do these numbers look correct but i didn't clarify against what criteria it should be if you follow that's a better example yeah all right so i just assumed one thing the other party assumed and we were both correct my assumption was correct his assumption was correct but i wasn't talking about what he was talking about and he wasn't talking about what i was talking well his so his review of the data was correct your review of the data was correct but it didn't make sense what he was sharing with you because you were both looking at two Uh, different comparisons i was assuming a point of reference a let's say and he was assuming point of reference b Right. And only when finally it was like, you know, I said, I don't understand. And then, you know, he said, this is what I'm comparing it against. What do you don't understand? And I'm like, oh, God, I see what is happening. I'm comparing it against this. And then we both were like, oh, uh-huh. my God. Correct. But you look at the time that was wasted and everything. If you guys had up front, you know, established what is the criteria that you need to compare? Correct. And I take that on myself because I was the one who made the, the query to him. So I should have I should have been very clear about what it was I was looking for the looking comparison for, to be I made, made an on. assumption. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, you know, do both parties clearly understand? The second thing about that is people don't always understand 
exactly what it is you say word wise. Now that was a database file, right? So that you I actually didn't understand what you were saying word wise there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we all interpret things differently. Not even phrases, not jargon, just interpret things differently. You may not understand me clearly because maybe I wasn't clear in what I said. Or the other side is people don't really listen very well. So I could be 100% clear. You just weren't paying attention to all of it. You got about 80% of what I said and figured out the rest or thought you did. Assumed the rest. Correct. You follow? Yeah. So it's not even technical stuff. It's just, you know, a simple phrase or something that you may not have, you know, completely gotten. So it's very important in our communications. Again, we're trying to be simple and we want to come across and, and be direct and to the point. But sometimes repetition is needed and asking a clarifying question. Yeah. You know, so I say something to you and you go, I, I got it. Well, I think that's Jump part back. of the read back, right? Yeah, especially Ask when you're for a read back. When you're asking someone to do something. Correct. You you say, Christina, would you go do ABC? And you say, Okay. And then I just have to say, All right, before you go, so what are you what are you doing for you know? I wanna know make this, sure that we're aligned sure. on the Correct. understanding of what has to happen uh -huh. next. It's so often you'll hear when you ask the question back, you'll hear yeah, no, I got, um, what was the third thing you wanted me to do? Well, yeah. even, I, I think it, that's also important, you know, and when you're hearing something from somebody, like I sometimes like to say, let me just restate this back to you to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying properly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good practice that's to a great do. Thing. Yes. Because sometimes you take some quick notes down, right? Mm -hmm. And as people are talking, you're picking up the things that you feel are important. Right. You read it back to them or re repeat it back to them. And they say, yeah, you know, that's pretty close, but you missed this piece. Right. And then you, that's an important, that's something that's important to them that you didn't capture in your Correct. skimming of what they share. That's it. So on both parts, I, I need to try to make sure you understand it. You could ask clarifying questions back and so on. And then the final piece is avoiding preconceived notions. And that comes into, let's say you and I are a little testy, like maybe I, I'm- You mean like when I told you you'd wear on the tires? Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I set this thing up and I'm like, you know, she's gonna criticize me or whatever. If I have a preconceived notion about what you're gonna do, I may, <laughs> I may- You expect me to- Act a certain way, like try to head it off, you know, insult myself before you do. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it, we're all human. So you may be someone who intimidates me. You may be in, maybe somebody who I don't care for, vice versa. It doesn't, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, or you may have had a bad experience had with a bad me experience. where right. I, I was in a certain head place and I bit your head off over something not that big of a deal. And now you're expecting to dodge the grenades. The same behavior, even though you didn't even, you're not even thinking about that anymore. Exactly. Because that just, that just went off, you know? And uh, I know I had a I had a a boss once years ago, and he he was the type that would blow up in a heartbeat. He had a, like anger management issues, but he would blow up and then forget about it, you know. And I'll never forget this one day. I happened to walk in. He was mad about something that had nothing to do with me, and I walk in, but I was the first person that, <laughs> and he started 
just like yelling at me and you know it was just like I, I he was my boss but i remember i went i just sat down and i started working and i was stewing because it's hard for me to forget that yeah but he blew up and then was done and it was like two hours later i'm still i don't even want to look at him you, you were wanna, holding on to it and he I'm was holding like on to it and he came by lunch? <laughs> that's exactly what happened he was like Are you good for lunch today and i'm thinking uh, yeah and and i was i went to lunch because he's my boss but i had a preconceived notion that he's gonna yell at me again <laughs> <or something. laughs> so you picked you know? something like but everything was fine you picked but, a real quick lunch yeah, you're like i really, don't really want to, have to... <laughs> yeah but that's my point you know like we do that and then i'm anticipating a reaction from you that I'm not going to get. Well, and I think that sometimes happens to, you know, people that maybe suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. or sometimes our minds wander and create issues that don't exist. Yeah, exactly. That's so it. you could, and you could think about, I think that goes back to something we've talked about in the past, which is not projecting your own feelings on a situation because just because you would feel a certain way about something doesn't mean another person, you know, kind of putting yourself in someone else's shoes and being right. empathetic of their situation. Just because you may react a certain way to something doesn't mean they would. And I think the other thing is just, you know, sometimes our minds spin out and wander and create issues that don't exist. Yeah. yeah. So you may create all those issues and then you start to kind of like project that. Mm-hmm. And you may project negativity and things like that in your communication because you're creating an issue that's not actually there. Right. Right. That's it. And you think about all the barriers we have in communication, you know, this, these three basic areas, if you can kind of cover these, I think you're pretty much home free or just about. So, yeah. And so then, nice. yeah. So, you know, we go back to last week, you know, making sure you've got your target mm-hmm. audience locked in and understanding what they care about. And then, you know, remember these three things to simplify your own communications. So eliminate the jargon, mm-hmm. identify the jargon, because sometimes it's hard to even know what That's is true. jargon. Right. Clarify the assumptions ahead of time. And then avoid preconceived notions. Don't create issues that don't exist. Right. Beautiful. Nice summary. Thanks, Dad. One, two, three. Three is a lot easier than, I think we've done six in the past. That gets a little bit. I know. That gets a little crazy. We'll get there. So dad, you know, next time, I don't know, I'll try and eliminate my assumptions that the potatoes will be fresh every morning when I come for this. (laughs) Well, we were celebrating, you know, six months. We are celebrating six months. So if you can't tell, there's been more mimosas poured today (laughs) than usual. (laughs) But it's been a lot of fun. Anyway, dad. No assumption here, but I think we are both very excited for the next six months. Absolutely. Hopefully, listeners, you will hang with us and uh, be as excited as we are. And again, as always, if there's a topic you want to hear about, something we might have missed, send us a note. We want to hear from you. Leave a review. Share with a friend. And share with a friend. Yes, exactly. We appreciate it. All right. Wherever you are, whatever your story Thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Dad, when do you want to exchange gifts? <laughs> you didn't get me anything? I didn't get you anything. Ooh. This is some Uh-oh. bullshit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll take jewelry. 
Is this the podcast anniversary? No, Julie's not for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.